Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Level three, this is Fortridge. I am Renzi. Pips the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Steve Merrill will step up and in if you want to uh you want to hit tomorrow night's college basketball uh, card. Stay tuned. Me and Steve Merrill are gonna go over a bunch of games. And um we'll give you our thoughts on a lot of the big matchups. We've got conference tournament action, of course, March Madness selection Sunday. Not this Sunday, but next Sunday. Rapidly approaching. In other words, next week is the basketball nirvana. Everybody talks about March Madness, but March Madness is overhyped. March Madness is overhyped. They've kind of, like everything else, they've kind of ruined it in a way. It's still cool, but it's not this like basketball palooza or anything like that, right? There's actually not that many games, right? You've got 16 games Thursday, 16 games Friday, and then boom, after that, you know. And remember... Remember the NCAA tournament? It used to be super cool. I don't want to complain because we see all the games, but it used to be like they were all the games were at once pretty much. And it was just like this. It really was this. Oh, my God. It was buzzer beater, and they would cut in. It was like live cut-ins more, right? They, you'd have your game, but then it would be like, okay, listen, there's five minutes left in this Duke game, and it's getting crazy. Let's go over to this game now. And you would have the game in your market, and you know you'd have the ticker and the scoreboard and stuff. But it was a big deal. Look at the scoreboard. Oh man, uh, when are we going to a cut in here? And it was like, all right, we're going to a cut in now, halftime or whatever, right? And you know everybody in different you know different parts of the country you get different different games. Now, if you notice though, they really stretch it out, and it's super annoying, right? It's just super annoying. Like there'll be one game on Saturday at one thirty or two, and then another game at five, and another game at nine, and another like. It's just so stretched out that it's not like it's some basketball festival. It's like, yeah, there's basketball all day, but there's a game on, and there's another game on, and there's another game on. But, like, it's not like, you know, that's what makes the the NFL popular, right? That there's, like, all the games are at once because it makes it seem, like, even crazier than it is in all actuality, 
Oh my God, look what's going on overall. There's a big catch here, a big touchdown there, right? Like they, we've sort of lost that. Remember being old school, having to go to the sports bar. Like you didn't get every NFL game, right? Before like satellite dishes, like sports bars were the only ones with satellite dishes and stuff. I spent a lot of hours in sports bars, let me tell you. Also learned a lot about sports betting. What what to do and not to do in <laughs> sports bars. I've gotten in a lot of trouble in sports bars over the years. Uh, when I think back, I'm like, yeah, where'd that start? Oh, that was a sports bar. Yeah, I met that bookie there. Oh, that was, right? Sports bars used to be the place. Now they're sort of cool to hang out, but people don't go there in the same way. Like, it used to be like you had to go if you wanted. Like, used to be like if you were a hardcore fan, you'd be there on Sundays, right? It's level three. This is Portrage. I am Marancy. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them. Everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Countdown to fight night is on. And is it just me? Or shouldn't this John Jones thing be getting bigger hype? Like, it's, I don't know. You know, I know I'm in, you know, it's like NBA, NBA seems to be dominating the news right now. And now we got the, 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 the combine this week in Indianapolis. So the NFL talk will sort of pop back up again. The NHL trade deadline doesn't have a massive impact on the Richter scale of the sports uh, landscape, but I think there's somewhat of, um, you know what, we'll pay attention on Saturday night type of deal. I think that Dana White and just this whole, this, you know, the, the power slap stuff and if you'll notice, like, same thing. Like, even the fighters, even though it ended up setting, remember, like, Volkanovski and Islam were like, where's the promotion for this fight? Like, you know what I mean? You're not pushing this. And it ended up selling well in the end, but I find that this, you're not getting that over the top. Like, where's John Jones on every TV show? You know what I mean? Like, where's John Jones on, like, every sports talk show? And where, where's Cyril gone on every show? I haven't seen the Countdown show. Have you watched the Countdown show, Matthias? I haven't seen it. I mean, they, they, they pushed. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched the countdown. I even haven't watched the embedded. And, and well, because yeah. we haven't watched it, because it's not on. Like I don't know. I'm flicking channels. If it's on, I'd see it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. You follow this. I follow. The, I follow the UFC. But you're a diehard. A more old school. You're diehard with all these cards and all this type of stuff. And you see. The promotion hasn't been over the top for like this John Jones and Cyril Gunn. It should be a massive deal, bro. You know why, Gabe? Because at the same time, it's supposed to be Francis Ngannou right now against John Jones. You know, they stripped the title and now they're just making this make this makeup fight. You know, against a guy who lost against. Yeah, but I, I, I actually, and I'm the king of this and. Of the interim stuff, of not liking it and thinking, dude, like, really, you don't have to. It's a good fight anyways. You don't have to make it an intern title fight. This, they don't have a choice, really. I, I, I wouldn't say that. They could have a tournament, like a little, like, one knockoff type thing, but Nagano's gone. What do you want him to do? I think there's just a hesitation of people believing in John Jones, like, showing up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Steve's are a colonial conference insider and he's been going to a lot of games uh this year so i have to ask you uh steve are you done with any uh, you know with, with the colonial are you going to be in dc for the final or have you seen your last william and mary game live this year yeah we actually went to the game last saturday the last home game the last regular season game and then people asked me afterwards if i was going up to dc and i said not for the first couple rounds but if they make the finals i'll go so that would be tuesday night um how they, long they, of a drive is it for you Oh, it's not bad. It'd be like less than three hours. I mean, it, that that actually is very convenient. Yeah. I went to the um, it used to be in Richmond. I watched them lose in '09, and I watched them lose in, I think '11 or '7. So I've watched them lose twice in the finals. And I the totally time, get it. You're saying if they make it to the final, you'll go. <laughs> like one of those deals. Here's, here's the go best thing, though, Gabe, yeah. is um, I watched them lose as a good size, like seven to nine point dog in 09. And I think 2011 was the other time it was at the Richmond Coliseum. That's like a f- hour drive, right? And they were the underdog. The year I didn't go, though, was when they moved it up to Maryland, like 15, 2015. And they had a six point lead with a minute to go at the free throw line. And I was so mad I wasn't there because it was going to be the first time in like 80 years they make the tournament. A freshman misses the front end of a one-and-one, and they lose the game. They blow a six-point lead with a one-and-one with a minute to go and lost the game. I've never gone for being so mad I wasn't at a game, just so glad I wasn't at a game within a one-minute span. So, you know, it's a little bit of an emotional hedge not to go, I guess. Steve Merrill kick it with us. I'm the same way, Steve, in the sense that, like, I'm a Bills fan, Michigan, Dodgers, Raptors. And I don't go to opening round games. I don't go to wild card games. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's like, all right, if you're going to go on a run and you go deep, I'll start to, you know, I'll start to jump on board. I'm pretty hardcore, but you've got to win a round or two uh, before I'm going to start traveling. A lot of these tournaments, Steve, like the one, the um, the A-10, man, they play in the Barkley Center and it always throws them off for whatever reason, bro. The, the games always go under. I don't know if it, uh, I've heard from people and we spoke with Coach James Young about this. The lighting really messes the kids up. Like they have, it's really, really dark. It's sort of like the old school boxing. Like it's, you can't see the stands. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's a dimension, the the damn basket itself, but whatever. There's certain, some of these tournaments, it's like, oh, yeah, 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 this one. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, they play this one in the convention center. It always goes under. Like, you have some of these weird little things. 
This is um, this is the entertainment and sports arena. You ever been there? The entertainment and sports arena, home of the Washington Mystics. Right. And uh, the capital city, Gogo, which sounds like a strip club or something. Um, Cap- uh, capital and- city goofball. Yeah. <laughs> Passes for entertainment, maybe in the sticks. This is Capital City. <laughs> I like that. This is Capital City. I feel sorry for him. <laughs> um, and it's the it's the practice facility of the Washington Wizards, actually, Steve. That's where they're playing this. Yeah, I think forty two hundred seat arena. Yeah, yeah. What was that? I was going to say it's only like four thousand seats. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the sight lines. It's a pretty new arena. I've heard it's very nice. They've played yeah, it there yeah. for like three or four seasons now. Um, the the big twist though, and I didn't even know the answer to this until I was at the game last Saturday. There's 13 teams, several new teams in the CAA this year, so it's unlike before. So the way it plays out is that the top four get a bye, the bottom two, 12 and 13, play an extra game on Friday, then the other bottom ones all play on Saturday. So when Mary kind of lucked out, they're the eighth seed against ninth seed Elon, who they just beat last week, and it'll probably be around a pick on maybe a one point dog. But then they have to play number one ranked Hofstra on Sunday. They'll be about a 15 point dog. So, yet another reason why I will not be making that trip. All right. So, as you mentioned, um, Elon and William and Mary, Saturday, noon Eastern. What do you think? Can the tribe pull this one out? And before they get bounced by Hofstra, as you stated, and basically a pick em situation? Yeah, and the thing is, William and Mary's best player, and once again, this isn't in the media because it's you know none of their players are great, but this guy was a transfer from Vanderbilt, Gabe Dorsey. He's been their best player this year, a sophomore. He's been out for the past four to five games. Um, that They did beat Elon. They did beat Towson without him, and they beat Monmouth last week. All those are at home, though. Is he going to be back? I don't think so. He had a boot on Saturday, so it doesn't look like it. Um, so I think they'll probably be a slight dog. They were actually a slight dog, um, if I'm not mistaken, a one-point home dog last Thursday when they beat Elon. So they'll probably be a little bit of a bigger dog on a neutral court. Um, both are bad teams. Hampton and Monmouth play the play-in game on Friday. They're terrible teams. You know, it's very difficult to handicap bad teams because they're so inconsistent. That's why they're bad teams. What's interesting about Hofstra, though, Charleston was briefly in the top 25 nationally about a month ago. And Joe Lenardi had them on their his final eight out last week, yet they didn't even win the conference. They tied with Hofstra. Hofstra beat them on the road in the head-to-head so Hofstra's actually the one seed, even though Charleston's the team that's considered on the bubble still. Steve Merrill, uh, kick it with us. Uh, Steve, nice run by my Michigan Wolverines as of late, actually. I saw our boy Jerry Palm has uh, Michigan in the last four in right now. I actually predicted earlier in the week or late last week that I said, yeah, I said Michigan will get in, but they could be one of those big-time big time schools that end up in Dayton in that first four some nice wins. Um, they get Illinois, tough spot on the road, uh, Stephen Champagne on Thursday night for uh, for the Wolverines. Yeah, well, first of all, it would probably be good news for the Wolverines that they make the four in, right? Because one of those teams normally goes on a run to like the Sweet 16. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the time. If they can win the first game, which is a, like a pick em game, though. So it's it's so tough. You know, by the way, that's a great bracket strategy since you don't have to turn the brackets in until Thursday. It's just a blindly play the winner of the 11 seed games on Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, because first of all, a lot of people have already turned their brackets in. They're not going to use those teams that they did. They didn't know who won. Um, it's such a great way to pick up some points in the bracket. And like you said, Gabe, I mean, Virginia Commonwealth, my back was, yeah, you know, VCU. Richmond. They were the first team, the first year they had that format, they made the final four. It's just been an incredible thing. And I think one of the reasons it works is because teams like Michigan get hot Dude, at the UCLA, right time. UCLA, Steve, UCLA right. went to the title game, weren't they? They were in the play in. It's been, it's almost every single year I think a team makes it to the Sweet 16, which is like three wins, right? Because you have to win the play-in game, the 64 and the 32 round. So it just shows how teams get hot at the right time, and Michigan does seem to be one of those teams right now. All right, uh, so you've got conference tournament action uh, that has begun, uh, Steve. And, man, there's just so many 
so many of these games that I couldn't help but um, hear Dave Malinsky's voice reminding me, Gabriel, it's a um, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So I'm sort of, you know, and especially over the next couple of weeks, Steve, people think of like March Madness and the actual NCAA tournament as the the pinnacle of college basketball betting. It kind of is from, you know what I mean? Like it's it's the biggest, let's say, it's the biggest event, but you know, and I know, Steve, we're entering the period where there's actually the most basketball like before the tournament, right? Once the tournament starts, whatever, dude, there's a bunch of games on Thursday and Friday and then, you know, it's basically over. <laughs> there's a couple of games on TV every couple of hours after that and they spread it out more than ever uh, now. But, you know, with all the conference tournaments going on, Steve, this is kind of the time of the year where all the work that you put in all year sort of comes to fruition, right? Because you've seen these teams, you've handicapped these games multiple times. Teams are playing each other for the third time. What's your take on the conference tournaments and and all this stuff? Of My experience is that's where you actually make the money, and then the NCAA tournament is more recreational after. Yeah, the one thing I'll say about these conference tournaments is shop for line value. I mean, the lines are so sharp right now. In fact, you can basically – it doesn't work quite as well as it used to because we used to have everybody play a home and home. Like, everyone played each other equal, like home and away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so that's just one sometimes. Yeah, yeah, like now, like, Hofstra beat Charleston on the road and won the tiebreaker. And they got kind of lucky because they didn't get a home game against Charleston, which is kind of unfair. But um, still, if you look at the conference stats only, assuming everybody was healthy, um, and you just take the margin, the points, four points against, you know, the margin differential – Neutral court, it's within a point or so of the point spread every time, basically. That's what the odds makers are looking at, and those numbers are pretty accurate. So you're going to see a lot of games land within a basket or two. And, you know, I don't like teasers in basketball. They're not good plays long term. But yeah, but yeah, if yeah. you're ever going to play a teaser, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't talk you out of doing it in the conference tournaments. The lines are incredibly sharp. I got a flashback to you and I talking about this last year, and I remember saying to you, I said, it really is amazing, isn't it, Steve, how sharp the numbers are in the NCAA tournament when the teams haven't played each other. Right. Right? Like, they haven't played each other. And I think this is the time of the year. And you can't you can't blindly make any statement about, you know, betting favorites or overs or unders or dogs. But I find at this time of the year, Steve, underdogs, you know what I mean? If if you know, if you had to pick one or the other and it's sort of a toss-up, I'd go, I'd go with the underdog. A lot of times teams have beaten a team already a couple of times, and you know, the other team might lose, but they're gonna lay it on the line. It, we, we see this all the time, man. This is the old mother with the superhuman strength when the kid's under the car. The Incredible Hulk stuff. Right? Yeah, this team sucks, but suddenly they know it's the last game of the year if they lose. And suddenly it's like, oh my God, where was this all year? And suddenly you just hit 9 3. More with Steve Merrill on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid scale solar energy in Ohio and Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah. 
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The Twisted Tuesday. This is Sports Rage. I am RNC. Crazy time of the year right now. We're breaking it down. Sirius XM Channel 159. Keep it locked in right here for all your madness coverage. And you know, the crew at Wager Talk is going to be breaking it down, including Steve Merrill, Rob Vino, Steve Merrill, ProSportsInfo.com, WagerTalk.com. So, Steve, I don't know what it is. I guess basically what it is is Providence play every Wednesday because you and I, you and I always talk about Providence basketball. Here they are. They're hosting Xavier. You know, Fremantle being out for the Musketeers start to catch up to them, Steve. Let's just be real. I think they're a good basketball team, but they, they, you know, they, losing him was a lot to to overcome. And the Friars just keep doing their thing, thirteen and five. They're actually both thirteen and five in conference play. What do you make of this game? Yeah, I've been trying to do a uh, midweek top twenty-five video for WagerTalk.com, and um, I chose Wednesday. I do Saturday, of course, you know, which is a no-brainer, but. All the top 25 head-to-heads the last few weeks have been on Tuesdays. And, and, you know, these Wednesday games, it's always like Providence and Connecticut, Xavier and Providence. You know, it's like all these teams are the only head-to-head top 25s. And it's the same case this week. We have a lot of other games which are ranked teams playing an unranked. But this is the only true head-to-head top 25. It's a 6.30 Eastern early start, which they keep doing on Fox Sports 1. Um, Two teams are exactly 21-8. and But like you mentioned, uh, Xavier's been a bit banged up. They have alternated wins and losses. In fact, they're just two and three straight up their last five. Um, this is a spot in which Xavier won the earlier meeting. So Providence has a little bit of revenge on a 15 and 0 home court. Not their last home game, though. They do play Seton Hall on Saturday, but undefeated home court with revenge. Quality teams is usually a pretty strong angle. Yeah, I can't get in front of this. You know, I like to take the Friars. I do the money line. I don't mind laying a little bit of juice in this spot, as Steve uh, noted. 15 and 0. No longer the Dunkin' Donut Center, but it'll always be the Dunkin' Donut Center to me. So I don't care what. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't care what they change the. Uh, I don't care what they. Change. Remember when he had the Mojo, the monkey? He breaks into the donut shop and Mojo <laughs> starts eating all the donuts. Like, hey, <laughs> you know, that's too good. Uh, all right, speaking of uh, Connecticut, and speaking of a good friend of ours, Mark Lawrence, uh, both of ours, uh, Mark Lawrence. I'm always a fan of Mark Lawrence's playbook and his special tournament stuff, and I know you're one of the writers. Uh, in the playbook when it comes to the, the football season. But Mark's got that like great recipe and formula of teams um, of of who wins the national championship. And it's literally like 23 and two in the last 25 years. The one outlier all the time is UConn, right? It's basically, you know what I mean? There's, there's, there's a pattern to this stuff. And then every couple of years, UConn actually win a championship. It's unbelievable, Steven. If you break down the metrics, you talk about them a lot about being ranked top 10 and stuff in both offense and defense. I don't know if they are as of uh, our conversation right now, but what about UConn? Because they do meet the metrics of what it takes to win the championship, and we've also seen this program win the championship before, so we know they can do it, and I tell you what, like I wouldn't write the Big East off. There's been such a competitive conference this year, Steve, that these teams are going to be battle-tested and ready to ball in the tournament, including Marquette and Creighton. Yeah, and UConn's an interesting team because uh, they've made my video a few times the last few weeks because, yeah, they're top 25, but they were like 21st a week ago, but they were top 10 Ken Palm. Now they're all the way up to 14th in the AP poll, but they're overall fifth in the Ken Palms. Wow. 
And that's basically saying they're almost a number one seed, right? But they, win, so, I mean, they win by like nine and 10 every night, Steve. They're pretty consistent again, aren't they? Like what they're the way that they win, they win by margin. Well, it's interesting too, Gabe, because their luck index right now is 305 in the Ken Palms. And number four ranked Tennessee is 309 in the Ken Palms, which means their straight up one loss record should be a little bit better. That's basically what that luck factor means. Um, you're right. Connecticut was one of the only teams in the country that was top 10 offense and defensive efficiency, but that was about a month, month and a half ago. And as you recall, they went on a little bit of a slide yeah, and it yeah, was because yeah. the defense started to have problems are the right Cougars now. Are right, Houston top 10 in both now? They yeah, are, right? So, so Connecticut's seventh offense, 23rd defense. So the defense is what faltered for them the last month or so. The only team that is even top 10 in both is Houston. Their fifth offense, sixth, the defense. Nobody else is even yeah. top 11 in either. Um, or even top but Kansas might be the best team, Steve, like as far as overall, like the Kansas have a bad loss. You know what I mean? No. And I don't, I don't want to overblow. I'm not, you know, I'm not uh Joel and Artie and Jerry Palm and the bracket, you know, all the quadrant, this and all this stuff, but Kansas didn't lose as a 19 and a half point favorite. You know what I mean? Like, like, like Houston did. Like if you look at Kansas losses, you could argue the big 12 is the best conference in the country. Right. I mean, and, and, and they've been a lot of crazy games. Well, their schedule strength is first out of all 363 teams. So Kansas has played a very tough schedule. Um, the thing about Houston, they're a lot like Virginia. Very slow down half court, good defensive team. But as we saw when Virginia lost to a 16 seed and then came back the very next year and won the title, you know, things can happen to these one and done scenarios like that, you know, like that, um, what was it, Temple that beat them as a 19-point dog? I mean, it can yeah, just yeah. get ugly at times, right? The one that's interesting to me, though, Gabe, is that, you know, Alabama is the third-best team in the Ken Palms. They're the second-fastest team in the country. Houston is one of the 15 slowest teams in the country, 347. And you would think that's a great matchup for Houston. And, yes, they did lose as an eight-point favorite to Bama, but they were up by 14 in that game at one point. So I still think Houston's probably the team to beat. They're a very difficult team in a one-and-done scenario, especially if you only have one day of prep time. Um, but like Virginia— one bad stinker, you know, from three-point shooting or a bad offensive night can really do those teams in because they don't have a lot of possessions. Steve Merrill with us. Steve, it was last week, actually. It was pretty much the, the Tuesday night that more of Nate Oates' comments and, and more stories were breaking from, from Tuscaloosa. I remember they were playing South Carolina the next night. Yeah, we night. talked about it. Yep. Yeah, and I said, yeah, you know what, though? This is, yeah, from if it will, you know what I mean? I said, man... There's a lot of controversy around this program. They got all they could handle in that game, right? They went to overtime. Um, over the weekend, they win, but they don't cover. So I guess you could argue that, well, they're not covering because they're these big-time favorites now and people are onto them. But at the same point in time, they are like in the eye of the storm right now. Now this is here. It's the old Iron Bowl on, on the court here, Steve. So what do you make of this one? And listen, Auburn aren't the best road team, Steve, but we're still talking about a 19-10 and 10 team. I know they've been struggling as of late. But, yeah, it's a road game, but this is, you know, it's Auburn, it's Alabama, it's a state rivalry. What do you make of this at nine and a half? Well, Bama was a team I was not in a hurry to get in front of for the last couple months. It was always Bama or pass for me. But you brought up some points when we did the show the other last week, you know, about the distractions, the off-court distractions. And when they go out there and barely win by two points as a 17-point favorite at South Carolina, it is concerning. And then they only win by three against Arkansas. So, it's not that they've only covered once their last four games. The fact that they haven't been very good wins, you know, barely have won even as good size favorites. Um, they did win this game by eight at Auburn a month ago, uh, actually about three weeks ago, early February. Game was tied at the half. Um, they outshot Auburn 59 to 32% and still only won the game by eight. Um, Auburn actually made 22 free throws in that game. So tough call. Uh, Bama's probably a team that you got to be careful with right now.
a team. And I agree. I agree. It's it's bet against Bama or pass. Um, a team that you got to be careful of right now, but that's if you're going to be betting against them in the SEC, Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, Kentucky are starting to dial it up uh, right now, Steve. And I tell you, they're, they're, you know what I mean? They've got the, you know, they've got a great player in the paint with Toshiba, obviously, right? But they can shoot the three. They, they've got good guard play. They've got a coach that's been there before. This is a dangerous basketball team. Checking in right now, Steve, at 45 to one, man, to win the national championship. They have the talent to play with anybody. Uh, what do you make of this game, though, against uh, against Vanderbilt? Yeah, and of course, we got to see the brackets and the setups. You know, most of the time, we always say you're better off with yeah. the money line parlay. But at 45 to 1, I would not disagree. They might be worth a flyer. Uh, they're 22nd right now in the Ken Palms. That'd be like a six seed overall. Let's not forget, North Carolina was an eight seed last year when they made the run. Should have won the thing, actually. Very similar, actually, isn't yeah. it? Sort of blue chips blue, and, blue, and takes blue a little while. Program. Yep. And, um, yeah, they've been kind of a play on team for me for about a month now. I kind of saw the buy sign about a month ago. Um, yo, like a young team, though, they've been inconsistent at times, but they are 4-0 straight up in ATS their last four. And every one of those games, uh, they were two-and-a-half-point favorite or less or a dog and then a five-point favorite, and they won that by 32 against Auburn. So uh, they really are playing good basketball right now. And this is a situation in which they beat Vanderbilt by 16 on the road when they weren't playing quite as well back in January. Uh, hard to imagine that uh, Vanderbilt can win this game. Steve, what do you make? We've got a couple more minutes with Steve Merrill. Big game for TCU, man. Uh, big game for TCU. We know the Texas is in, obviously. I think TCU does get in, but you know, but they're eight and eight in conference play right now, right? They've they've got to start winning some games on the way out here before selection Sunday. What do you make of uh, the, the the Longhorns and the Horn Frogs here in Fort Worth? Yeah, this is a TCU team that was, you know, almost uh, probably top 15 about a month ago. Uh, they were climbing those rankings. I thought it was a Injury, little. Injury, Steve. The Miles kid. I know they're a little overrated, but the, the, the Miles kid was out. That's that's when they went on that five-game losing streak. Right. And I was going to say, I thought they were a little overrated when he was in there, but they kept winning. And they had some impressive wins. Yeah. Let's not forget they won by 23 at Kansas as a seven-point dog in late January. Um, they did drop five out of six. They just beat Texas Tech as a dog. Um, Texas, like you said, doesn't have a ton to play for. They do have their final home game against Kansas on deck, and it's a revenge game this Saturday. But they're coming off a loss at Baylor, which probably keeps them focused here. Otherwise, this could have been a potential flat spot. Such a weird time of the year right now, Steve, for these teams, right? Like, as you stated, yeah, it's a big game. You don't want to get embarrassed and or, you know what I mean, knock, you know what I mean, develop bad habits. But you've got these games coming up, and then you've got the conference tournament games. And then you and I talk about every year, Steve. And we'll get into it next week, actually, when the bigger when when the bigger stuff starts to happen. That some some coaches don't mind losing early in the conference tournament. It's like good, <laughs> like we have time off. I get to yell at the kids and remind them that you're not as good as you think they are. Getting ready for the NCAA tournament, and, you know. Oftentimes, a kiss of dusty for some of these teams, man, that that play all those conference tournament games and then they're tired by the time they get to the NCAA tournament. Totally agree. I've said that for a decade now. For the most part, you know, if you're going to be a top one or two seed, you're much better off going out a, a game or two earlier and have five or six days of rest. I totally agree. And um, I think if you look at the numbers, like only half of the teams that win the national title over the last 20, 30 years have won their conference tournament. It definitely um, is a good uh, handicapping factor to use when doing your brackets as well. It is. We'll get into the coaches that do and the coaches that don't. And there's, you know, changes or scenarios. Sometimes some coaches don't really care, but then they're in the final against a rival. And it's like, all right, well, now suddenly we better, right? Now it's like, well, we don't lose. 
Um, great stuff as always, Steve. We'll catch up with you later in the week. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Thanks, Gabe. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Oh, that was close. You can be the center. Insider. I like that Hartford Whaler. I like the Hartford Whaler gear that he's got on his uh, on his set here. Good stuff. He's a nice guy, Pierre LeBron. Um, all right, a lot of stuff to get to uh, still. We were talking briefly about uh, the fight, actually. I sort of prior- uh, prioritize things, like through, like, I mean, I go from one sort of, all right, what's the big thing this week? And the college basketball is big, but whatever. It's a common force of the storm for college basketball. Uh, NBA, same thing. Games are big. I've got a big bet. Like I said, I don't always bet that much. I'm just, um, I didn't like, I bet $2,000 on the Raptors to win 46 and a half games this year, and they're not going to get it. And it was just bothering me that I was going to lose the $2,000. So when I saw that they had uh, 39 and a half up at the All-Star break with the uh, mid-season, regular season win totals, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get my money back because I, I, you know, there's no way in hell they don't get to 40. If they get to, if they don't get to 40, then maybe I should just stop being a fan, <laughs> right? So I was like, nah, they'll get to 40 at least. They're not gonna get to 47, but they can get to 40. And then it just sort of started, and I was like, man, I gotta bet it again. I gotta bet it again. I ended up getting 5100 on it, and there was 23 games left. They they were at 28 wins. Um, what were they were at? Yeah, it was uh, 27. 
whatever. They need to go 12 and 11 when I made the bet. They're 3 and 1 since. They're doing well. The Raptors are balling right now. The Yaka Pirtle trade opened things up on the floor for everybody else. Uh, the team chemistry is good. The flow is good. And they're winning, right? So they're in a good mood. They're, they've won eight of their last nine and uh, well, not eight and two in their last ten. They got two games coming up against the Washington Wizards in Washington. They're, I don't. They're not going to be able to get to the six uh, to to the six seed, the Raptors. But it'll make a massive difference if they're able to get to the seven, right? That seven eight game, you get in. Like you're in. You win. You know what I mean? You win and you're in, right? So, and if you lose, you get the benefit of the doubt. And you get another game, right? The eight nine. You don't want to. You don't want to be in that nine ten, right? In this play and stuff. So I think the Raptors. The Raptors will probably end up as the seven seed. And uh, then, hey, we'll see what happens. But as far as the, uh, I want to get to a people in our chat are talking about the live tour. The television numbers are, are in. And um, it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good uh, for the live tour. They're on the CW network, which I do get. I do get the CW network. Sometimes I watch Family Feud with Steve Harvey. <laughs> on that network. But uh, they drew an overnight rating of 0.2. Which is, to put in context, it got crushed by world's funniest animals. Like, basically, like this is like infomercial stuff. Like, basically, there's like 0.2 people watching the network at all times. You know what I mean? It's one of those deals. Like, it wasn't like people went out of their way to watch it. And in fact, and in fact, less people, like people changed the channel that were watching the CW network. So you're watching the CW network during the day and Live Golf comes on and most of the people change the channel. Word is, word is that the uh, Saudis are, are going to throw Greg Norman under the bus soon. They're not happy with the lack of progress. It's only year two of this thing, so I don't really know what the hell they expect, but um, they need to realize nobody cares. Look, it's just point blank. This is a lost cause, the live tour, and I'm not going to get into any geopolitical type of stuff because that would be hypocritical, but I'll tell you from I will laugh more so at the players that you know will just come crawling back. Like, basically, put it this way. Like, they sold their souls to the devil, so to speak. In a sense that, you know what I mean? There's a I like the uh, the Twilight Zone. This stupid Vancouver Canuck. It's fitting that the Canuck... The Canuck sign, it just... It's fallen, like, four times in the last two days. They can't get up. It's drunk. It's drunk. It's falling, and it can't. That's man, that sign. It's gonna fall on my head one of these nights. I'm, I'm telling you. We're actually getting. We're gonna have a new set soon. We're recon. We're gonna have a new set. We're in a reconstruction. This is a nice set. We've had a good set here, but uh, you know, it's been a couple of years. Uh, time, time to shake things up uh, a little bit. But um, I, I'm a big fan of the uh, the TV show, The Twilight Zone. And uh, there's an episode. There's an episode where 
this sort of hustler dude. He's like, you know, a low-life hustler, and he's like, uh, he's like robbed a store type thing, and he got shot by a cop. He gets shot by a cop, so he's dead. He gets shot by the cop, but next thing he knows, he's in like a hotel room. And you know what I mean? He's like, I don't know what's going on. He goes, man, what happened? Like, and he's sort of, he's in a hotel room, and then there's this guy in a white suit, nice, pristine white suit. And he's like, hey, how you doing? He goes, uh, you know, he goes, uh, welcome. And he goes, so buddy asked him, so what happened? Did I, was that the end? And uh, Buddy's like, yeah, yeah, that was the end. When you got shot, that's the end. So uh, he thinks he's in heaven, right? Like he's in his hotel room and there's a dude in a white suit. And the guy says to him, he goes, I'm going to give you anything that you want. And Buddy says, anything that I want. And Buddy was sort of like a lot of us and listeners of the show (laughs) right now. He said, anything that I want. And Buddy was like a big gambler. And he said, I want to win a ton of money every time I go to the casino. And Buddy said, yeah, no problem. And he said, I want six beautiful girls around me 24 hours a day. He said, no problem. And um, so Buddy's living his life, and it's great. And he's going to the casino, and he's winning, and he's got six girls around him and stuff. Uh, But he gets tired of winning all the time because it's the same thing every day over and over and over. He goes to the casino, he goes out, and he's got the girls around him. And he tries to get rid of the girls and uh, the casino and everything, but he can't because that's what he asked for. So then he tells tells the dude in the white suit, (laughs) um, tells the dude in the white suit, he goes, you know, it's kind of boring here because he goes, I know I'm going to win all the time. And he goes, these girls are kind of annoying. And I thought that I would be happy if I won all the time, and I had these girls around all the time, but I want a little variety. And Buddy tells him, well, you know, I could make it so you can lose, or I could shift reality a little bit. He goes, no, but I would know you're shifting reality. And he goes, it's just not the same. And he goes, can you change it? And Buddy goes, no, I can't change anything. And he goes, yeah, but I thought I was in heaven. And Buddy goes, what makes you think you're in heaven? And then the horns come out. The devil starts laughing. (laughs) And he's stuck in the hotel room with the girls and the money and stuff. And he's like, his head, he's stuck in hell. And then the voice comes in. Somewhere between earth, the sky, and heaven, a man got lost, a little man got lost in search of nothing but greed somewhere in the twilight zone. That's who these live golf players are. Right? They figured, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to get $30 million, and I'm going to get $18 million, and Phil got $80 million or whatever, and they got all this money, and they thought it was going to be great, and they realized, what good is money if nobody cares you have it? <laughs> it's one of those type of deals, or they're, they're ostracized. Like, you know what I mean? One of these, who's, I don't even care about these losers on a live tour. And like I said, it's not for me about the the Saudi thing. Uh, because, like I said, that'd be hypocritical. Saudi owns half the EPL. They own, like, the F1. Like, so whatever. It is what it is. My deal is these guys just, like, willingly stop competing to go play on an exhibition for money. When you're already making a ton of money. Right? Like Dustin Johnson. Oh, well, you know, if anybody, he said, if anyone offered you uh, more money to work less, wouldn't you do it? I don't know, you're a pro golfer. I don't really think it was work. You're sort of competing for, for championships, and you already have like $100 million. So 
guess if you want another 80 and not compete, sure. But what does that tell me? That you're heartless and you're gutless and you don't care about competing and winning. But I always knew that about you. Right? So Paulina can take another shot on Instagram. Good for you. Good for you. Like, who cares? I've never cared about either of you. Like, who cares? Like, you know what I mean? Ooh, Brooks Kepka's on the live tour. Yeah, is your life different? Is your life different? Because you don't see Brooks Kepka, who cares? 44 of the top 50 players in the world are playing this week on the PGA Tour, competing against one another. This, this live stuff's like Disney on ice. It's like retired figure skaters skating around. It's like, yeah, it's, it's an exhibition. It's not a real tournament. And not, not to mention they do this team stuff, but they sold their soul. It is what it is, and nobody cares. They're all going to come crying back. The Saudis' next big thing will be the WWE. Vince will sell it to them for $9 billion, and they'll be m- way more interested in that than this stupid golf tour that's not going anywhere. Like last last year on the Live Tour, too, all the golfers got four first-class tickets to every event and or were on a private charter. But when they weren't on that private charter, they were they, they got four first-class tickets. Their hotel rooms were paid for, and all of their food was paid for, for them and their fa- for f- the family of four, a party of four. Like on a PGA Tour, you have to pay your own bill. Right, like I don't know if you realize that people don't know, like they, like PGA Tour players, like yeah, they're pro golfers, but they're independent. Like they're paying, like they're these guys are driving sometimes. They're like the smaller guys are driving to the next town, and you know what I mean. They pay for their own hotel room, they pay for their own food on the road and all that, right? And they they, you know, they hope to win money on the weekend. Um, like the Live Tour was paying for everything, so everybody loved it. Except the Live Tour not paying for everything anymore. In fact, they're not paying for anything. They told everybody, no, 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 that was just just last year. Now you pay for everything. And oh, yeah, by the way, you have to sell your own sponsorship for your teams. Otherwise, you'll be relegated and kicked out of the live tour. (laughs) Like, like, there's all these new things that the Saudis are dropping on the players. Like, literally, the players are, like, calling people and, like, hustling. Will you sponsor our team? It's team golf, too. No one likes team golf. No one's team golf. It's stupid. So, like, a lot of the guys, they're not going to say it, but they're regretting it. If you're already rich, why would you take the money? I don't know, but I'll put it this way. I know somebody, all right? Mitch Garber, who's a powerful man. He owns Cirque du Soleil. He wants to buy the Expos. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's a powerful guy, big, rich guy. I knew him when he was a younger dude, and he was just a, an attorney and stuff. And he was a lawyer. And before internet gambling became big, he became an internet gambling expert. He became the head of party poker. He lived in Gibraltar. He was making $250 million a year as their CEO, literally. In between 250 and 300 million dollars, he was given a choice. You'll be, you'll have billions of dollars, but you're never allowed to leave this island, or you can leave now, and uh, you, you know, that's that. He left the island. This is sports rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You're damn right it is. Who's ready for some F1? I know I am. We absolutely crushed it last year. Courtesy of Red Bull Racing. Um, you know, the thing with F1 is, it's, there's no lock that they're going to dominate. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.